And tonight I want to talk about is it God or is it chance? <laughs> is it God or is it chance? Did this thing just happen? Was it God or was it chance that it happened? You got to understand something. When you're dealing with chance, you're dealing with blind faith. Your faith needs an object. Listen to me real good. People say, I got faith, but what is your faith in? Right? I do. Jesus. Back to yeah. See? Back it up. Verse 13. I charge you. Go ahead. Hold on a second. Who what? To what things? Okay, we established that last week, right? That he's in control and that he gives life to all things. That falls under what we call, what, what do we call it? I'm going to start quizzing y'all. Uh, uh, we called it the providence of God. Okay, and, and does anybody remember what the definition of providence means? Anybody? Uh-uh. What is the providence of God? That God sees beforehand everything and he sustains everything, right? In other words, God is the originator, the upholder of the universe. In him consist all things and all things hold together because of him. That's God's providence, right? Go ahead. I'm sorry. He gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Which he will bring about at the proper time. Mm -hmm. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings. There it is. And the Lord of lords. That's it. Watch this now. He is what? Blessed and only sovereign. What? King, King of kings. And Lord of lords. Can I help you with something? You have to live like God is alive and not dead. We have to live like Jesus is king of kings. He's lord of lords. In other words, he's in a class by himself. And if you're going to trust somebody, you have to at least know something about them. Sometimes we put our trust in people based on what they show us, only to find out that they wasn't what they say they were. Do I have somebody? But the one thing about God you and I have to understand is that he, whatever he says he is, that's what he is. You're not going to get anything, but here's the point. You have to believe it. Do I have anybody? Verse 15 says, which he will bring about, he who is blessed and only sovereign of lords, watch this, who alone possesses what? Immort dwells in unapproachable light whom no man has seen or can see. To what? Honor and eternal what? Dominion. Are you seeing this? Here's what I'm saying. It's impossible for us to see God. But when we look at creation and when you look at what God created, you can definitely say that it's a God. There's a God. Watch this. Sometimes we're so wrapped up in what we're going through 
that we forget that there is a sovereign, powerful, all-knowing God. Are you with me? There are times the Bible teaches us that God does govern the universe. And I want you to know that, right? But when it comes down to chance, or God, is it God or is it chance? This deals with God's divine providence. God sustains and governs the universe. I'm trying to help somebody with something. He brings all events to its end. All right? God is what? Governing this universe and he's sustaining. Do you know what sustaining means? Means he's keeping it. I am the vine, you are the branches. Amen, right? I am the vine, you are the branches, right? You get all of your nutrients, you get all of your sustenance from God, from Christ, if you stay connected to him and his word. God made a way for us to know him. I'm going to show you something here in a minute. Harold Kushner, in his book, When Bad Things Happen to Good People, asked the question, can you accept the idea that some things happen for no reason and there is randomness in the universe? Here's the point. Nothing just happens randomly. Harold Kushner is a rabbi and he kind of missed the point in his book. A good title, Why Does Bad Thing Happen to Good People? And he was trying to say that nature, well, for instance, for instance, Harold and companies refer to earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, and various other natural disasters, watch this, as acts of God. In other words, they don't want to take responsibility, they want to say it was an act of God. God caused the hurricane, that God caused the tornado, that God caused the building to collapse in Florida. It was an act of God. And when we say it's an act of God, they also say it's an act of nature. That nature is morally blind. Oh, I wish I had somebody. You know, you hear Mother Nature, right? You hear him say it all the time. No, it ain't Mother Nature. It ain't act of God because let me show you everything that happens happens, watch this, here's what you got to always remember. This world is under a curse. Sin, when Adam and fell, the reason you have disaster, the reason why you have destruction, the reason why you have all these things happening, and you want to explain it, you're like, how can I explain it? How can God be so good? But this thing is still under the curse. So, so, but even with the world being the way it is, God is still in control. See, don't let because you've fallen into sin, I'm ready to come back to the Lord. Turn your life back over to him because he's still in control. Do I have anybody? Randomness, luck, chance, or fate. This is man's modern answer to an age-old question. You ready? Why? Why is it? Gaze your goodness against. Come on, somebody. There's nobody good but who? But God. And we know this, that God is sovereign. Man. So, so God 
It is God who is orchestrating every aspect of our lives so that he can carry out the plan that he intended for you. Somebody here tonight, let me say this to you. You may not like the way the plan is going right now. Come on, somebody. You may not like what's happening, but I want to say this to you. Whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. Here's the thing. If you are a child of God without discipline, something is wrong. Do I have anybody? The enemy wants to keep us in a holding pattern and he wants us to keep thinking that everything should be good all the time. But when you have to realize, God, you're in control. I'm going to go Lamentation. That word lamentation means to weep, to lament. Amen? That's what that word, that's what that book is all about. You know what the book is really all about? The whole book is about God lamenting over his people and their ability to to, to, turn, to turn their backs on him even though he's been good to them. Isn't that something? And so God allowed his prophets to write a whole book how he was menting. Do you not know that when you do the opposite of what he's asking you, do you know that he grieves? He loves you so much that he grieves for you. And this is the problem that Israel thought it was them. But it was always God. Are you with me? Lamentations chapter 3 and go to verse 37. Jeremiah here shares, uh, shares Israel's affliction. Um, let, let's back up. Uh, let's back up to verse 22 real quick. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never what? For his compassion never what? They are new. Here's the beautiful thing about God. Whatever you did yesterday, he forgets. He forgives. Because he's faithful. And here's what it says. It says his, his what is new every morning? Do you know what mercy is? Do you know what mercy really means? I deserve this, but I didn't get that. He says, he says they are new. His compassion. What God feels for us. Oh, man, thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad? His mercy never fails. Why? Because they're new. Can you imagine that God deals with you every day than he did yesterday? Because of who he is. See, this imaginary God that some people have in their mind, not the same God in the Bible. You see what I'm saying? Watch this, watch this, watch this. They're new every morning. Great is your what? Faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have what? I have what? Hope in him. God or chance? God every time. Man, thank you, Lord, for your new mercies. I really deserve something other than what I got. 
Thank you, Lord, against me. You know how people hold grudges? For years and years and years. Aren't you glad God is not human? I'm just trying to do. Aren't you glad God is not like us? Watch this. Aren't you glad of that? That every morning his mercies are new for us. Verse 25 says, the Lord good to those who wait for him. To the person who what? Seeks him. It is good that he waits for silently. Some of us are waiting and we're complaining. We're waiting and we're craving and we're grieving. We're waiting but we're not silent. Listen, you can't hear from him if you keep talking. Sometimes it's good just to sit in the presence of God. Can I tell you something? When you develop a relationship with Jesus Christ, you get access to God. But watch this. When you can hear from God, word, it is an amazing thing, y'all. I heard Reverend James praying. Lord, let us hear from you tonight. Let us hear a word from you tonight. You came here to hear a word. How many came to hear a word from the Lord? Verse 26, it says, it is good that he waits silently for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he should bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone and be silent since he has laid him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. Perhaps there is hope. Let him give his what? Cheek, the, the smitter. Let him be filled with what? Reproach. For the Lord will not reject what? Forever. 32. For if he causes grief, then he will have, what kind of God is that? According to his abundant loving kindness. For he does not, watch this now, get it right. He does not afflict what? Ah. Uh, God is doing this to me. God, God is doing this to me. He, is, he does not afflict what? Willingly or grieve the, the sons of men. So people somehow believe cause pain. But God says, I didn't, I didn't do that to you. You live in a fallen world. Get it right. Get your understanding right. Listen, I am God and you are here. Unfortunately, I didn't cause Adam and Eve to do what they did. They did that. But I made a way for you. Here's the way I made. Through Jesus Christ. And through Christ we have hope. Listen, I can trust God. Why is it when things go bad in our lives? Car break. This, this, that, that. You know what I mean? We just get all bent out of shape and forget who we are. And forget about the God that gave us the stuff in the first place. God ain't afflicting you. He ain't punishing you. You didn't change your all. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you didn't take care of what he gave you. If you really bounce it back and really rewind the tape, you'll realize it was just bad stewardship. Come on now. Come on now. Look at verse 34. The, 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 to crush under his feet. He said, for he does not afflict or grieve the son of man to crush under his feet all the prisoners of the land to deprive a man of justice in the presence of the most high to defraud a man in his lawsuit. Watch this. Or these things the Lord does not what? Of these things the Lord does not what? Approve. Who is there 
who speaks and it comes to pass. Don't put your trust in earthly prophets. And my name. Whatever you got this word. You with me? Off of a prayer. I want to know you better. I want to know Christ better. And I'm going to keep you updated. Maybe you ought to join me on the journey. I want to know him better. I want to know him deeper. I want to go wider. I want to go to the depths so that when I come up, I can say there was nobody but Jesus. Look what he says. He says, unless the Lord has what? Yes. Man, God is in control. That passage tells you about his sovereignty. Speaks, it comes to pass. It's under his control. Guess what? He's the one that can make things happen in your life. He's the only one. Chance, luck. You can get your rabbit's foot, your John the Conqueror root, whatever you want to get. Guess what? You can go try this and try that and get your tarot cards read. People want to know their future. Do all that, but God is still in control. Wasting money. Verse 38, it is not from the mouth of the Most High. Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both what? Good and ill go what? Look at verse 39. Why should any living mortal watch this. Why should any living mortal, any man what? Let me ask you a question. Are you complaining? What you don't have, what you should have, what you think you deserve, and you're complaining. And here's the thing about complaining. Complainers can't recognize what they already have. Because they're always trying to get something else, and they can't appreciate what they do have. Could it be that's the reason God has you in a holding pattern? Because you're complaining so much about what you don't have that you can't appreciate what you do have. Come on and say amen. Why should any living mortal man offer complaint in view of his what? His sins. Say, so who are you that you could complain about? Who are you to blame God? Who are you to curse God? Say God ain't good. He said, no, no, no. Who are you? Amen. Isn't that powerful? Go to, go to 1 Samuel chapter 5. 1 Samuel chapter 5. So we're establishing today. Amen. Chance. All right, somebody read for me. This one. It's only eight verses. This is the Ark of the Covenant. It was captured. Let me let me have something to understand. You. had fallen to his face. That's that little Everybody know what the Ark of the Covenant is. The Ark of the Covenant was where the presence was. There was the Ten Commandments in there, the two tablets, Aaron's rod, okay? All right? 
and then they had a piece of manna in there. This ark, they would carry it around. See, this is how God would operate in the Old Testament. Whenever the children of Israel had the ark of the covenant, they would win the battles. So here's the lesson. Whenever you have the presence of God, you're going to But when the Philistines stole, the, the Philistines figured it out. Here's the thing. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Why you think Satan trying to pull you out of church? Because he understands that if you're in the presence of God, you're going to win. So what is he trying to do? He's trying to steal your joy. He's trying to steal the presence of God from your life. So when, they, when the Philistines stole it, they brought it to the house of Dagon. In other words, in front of their idols. They didn't know what they were playing with. They thought they were playing with, they thought it was just another thing, but guess what? It wasn't another thing. They brought it before their God, and in the morning, what? Dagon was flat on his face. Tell me who God, who's in control. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They had to put him back up, prop him back up again. Go ahead. The next morning, Uh-huh. Come on now. Man, let me tell you something. You better watch out. This is God. It's the presence of wherever the presence of God is. You got the all idols have to be gone. You can't stay in a place where the presence of God is very long. If he's not on the throne of your life, baby boo, let me tell you something. Some stuff finna get cut off. Read on. Verse 5. They couldn't even understand it. See that? See that? Go ahead. Mm. Stop right there. Stop right there. People popping up with, with tumors. God is saying, listen, y'all want to mess with me? Y'all keep, listen, y'all want to keep my presence where it ain't supposed to be? And guess what? So let me bring it up to speed today, 2021. Ready? You have the Holy Spirit in you, but you up in the club. You bring in the presence of God wherever you go. You a Christian. You messed up when you got saved. You did. You did. You messed up when you got saved. You did. If you want an unbeliever, you can go in the club, be cool. Okay? I ain't just talking about the club. I'm just talking about just the places you ain't supposed to be. All right? Okay? You got a bitch? Okay, good. You ain't supposed to be there, but you're there. And why do you think it goes bad? Night just went bad. Why? Because you're bringing God's presence wherever you go. You have the mind of Christ. You have the spirit of God in you as a believer. Amen. Read on. <laughs> you got to leave. See, sometimes it takes tumors and sickness for people to get it. They're like, man, let's get this thing up out of here because guess what? This thing right here is causing us a whole lot of pain. Come on, somebody. Read on.
And we're experiencing that right in the church. But just remember this. You're protected. Give Distractions and delays are designed to you from what God has for you. It's just a delay. It's just all it is. You are going to win. Therefore, everything pertaining to you will succeed eventually, but a delay does not mean a denial, but don't let that you think. Is that a mouthful? That's a whole bunch of D's. I don't know where they came. Watch this. Watch this. Watch, watch. After they found, the hand of the Lord is what? Against the what? The self-control of this city. But it seems to me that some people don't respect that of God anymore. They don't respect the things of God. And anyone who tries to stop God's business, eventually they will see what God can do. You understand what I'm saying? So for us as believers, what we have... Go ahead. Ekron. Man, shoot. Man, don't bring that to us. <laughs> See, for the Philistines to give up the ark, the Ekronites understood something. They're like, something is wrong. <laughs> Tell your neighbor God or chance. Keep going, verse 11. The prince of God glorifying, that you worship him, that you desire. But see, they were playing with something as powerful as the presence of God. On some thanksgiving and praise. Give thanks to him and what? Bless his name. On this side, see it, right? Watch this. And the men who what? You see, this pandemic has caused a cry. Because for some reason, we are not treating God's presence with glory. See? Listen, you're a believer. You're special. You have the spirit of God in you. I told you not everybody can come, but you can. Verse 1, it says, now the ark of the Lord, what? Had been in the country to fill down how long? Seven months. The Philistines all what? Go ahead. Priest and the diviners and say, saying what? What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we shall set to its place. When you don't know what to do with the presence of God, something is wrong. They said, if we if you send away the ark of the Lord of Israel, do not send it empty. But you shall turn to him a guilt offering, then you will be, and it will be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. Then they said, What shall be the guilt offering which we shall return to him? And they said, Five golden according to the Lord of the Philistines, for one plague was on all of you and your lords. Why did God have them to make likeness of their tumor? 
He says, perhaps you will ease the hand of God from you. Why then do you harden your hearts as the Egyptians, Pharaoh hardened, his heart, hardened their hearts when he had severely dealt with them? Did they not allow the people to go and they experienced the presence of God? Today, with the new dispensation that we live in, we experience the presence of God because we have the Holy Spirit in us and we have the word of God in us and we have the word and we have a teacher and when you come into his presence you experience his presence that's why in church you got to pay attention some of us are living without his presence and when essence life gets hard minor prophet what did I say Four, six, yes. Start from verse five. What does it say? Somebody. See, that's the key. Listen to me real good. God says, I've done so much for you, but yet you still haven't returned to me. I've kept you. And on another city, I'm trying to show you God is in control, y'all. I will not send rain one part would be what? Rained on. One part would be rained on. The other part would not be rained on. While the part not rained will be what? Dried up. God or chance. So, yeah, we got to understand that stuff that's happening in our lives. Listen, how, how, is your life drying up? Are you in this dry season? Is there no rain in your life? And God is saying, listen, what, will you return to me? Would you, will you return to me? Look what he says. Look what he says. Look what he says. Can I trust God? Yes. I will trust this God. <laughs> he says two of the cities would stagger to another city to drink water, but would not be satisfied. Yet you have not, declares the Lord. I smote you with what? The scorching wind and with mildew. And like how much, how much, how much can they take, right? Like, like seriously, like, and the caterpillar was devouring your many gardens. Listen, God can take it. He can order the grasshoppers and the caterpillars and the whatevers, you know what I mean, to, to, to wipe it all out. Let's bring it to your bank account. Man, listen, listen, listen. You can go from bad to bad to bad to worse. And you're trying to figure out, I'm doing all the right things. See, that's where the problem is. God didn't tell you to do all the right things. He says, return. 
You have to be in my presence where the ark is. Come on, help me now. Look what he says. He says, you're many gardeners, gardens and vineyards and fig trees and olive trees. Yet, there it is again, verse 9. You have not returned to me, declares the Lord. I sent a plague among you. After the manner of Egypt, I slew your young men by the sword along with the what? Your captured horses. And I made the stench of your camp rise up. In your nostrils, yet, let me ask this question. How much can you take? Listen, can I say this? Don't be so contemporary where you're not thinking like some of the stuff that's happening to you, like the cycles that's happening to you, it's God. But a loving father, we read something earlier, he will, he will discipline you and then he'll bless you. But all God really wanted from Israel was that they would return. What was so hard about returning? You know what was so hard about returning? Can I tell you what was so Can I tell you what's hard about returning? Your flesh. Here's the other part of hard about returning. You ready? You ready for this? Ape, you ready? Your lust. Here's the other thing but here's a, Your desires. And then here's the next part. You ready? Your guilt. And here's the other part. Here's the other part. Here's the other part. I'm too far gone where I can never come back. And that's the biggest lie Satan has ever told you. But here's the last one. You ready? Hardness of heart. I overthrew you as God overthrew what? Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and you were like what? A fire band, brand snatched from a blaze. My gosh. Yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. Therefore, thus what? I will do to you, O Israel. Because, he said, therefore, therefore thus I will do to you, O Israel, because I will do this to you, Prepare to meet your God, O Israel. For behold, he who, this, there it is, God a chance. He who forms the mountains and creates the wind. Next time you feel a breeze, not the one you making. <laughs> not the one coming through the AC. The next time you make, feel a breeze, you say God created that. And declare to man what are his thoughts. He who makes dawn into darkness Woo. and treads on a high places of the earth. The Lord God of hosts is his name. Return to this God. Give God a hand clap of praise. I'm trying to establish for you this one thought pattern. You're never alone. 
And, and no matter how far you go in life or what happens next, you have to remember this one very thing that I've been teaching you. There is a God. He is in control. He has not forsaken you. He will never leave you. There are times when you have to go through some disciplining, some correction, some reproof for training in righteousness. But if you keep on coming in his presence and you will not return, it will not be well for you all the way. But eventually, God will open up more things to you to show you this is what I want for you. This is the life I want for you. And people struggle with that today because we have a lot of competing gods. Amen? And so I encourage you tonight to seek the Lord while you can. And so tonight, if you need prayer, oh man, I just, I just love that scripture we opened up with in 1 Timothy. He's sovereign. He's king of kings and he's lord of lords. And I've decided that no matter what happens, I'm not going to get distracted. I'm going to keep seeking his face, keep loving him, keep living for him. Sometimes I don't understand. I've been there, I've complained, I've asked why. I've asked why a whole bunch of times. And he never answers me. <laughs> he never answers why. Have you ever asked yourself this question, does God answer your prayers? Have you sat long enough with not speaking where you ask yourself a question? Is he answering your prayers? Have you been deliberate about praying, about seeking him? Is he answering? And if God is answering your prayer, that means you have a connection. But if he's not, then there's something impeding your prayer. Be honest with yourself. And I'm not talking about, well, let me tell you something. When God answers a prayer, don't waste prayer on little stuff, y'all. What, what I'm saying, pray about everything, but don't waste your prayer on things that are temporal. Things that are just going to fade away. Pray. God, I want to know you better. God, if there's anything in my heart that's, that's stopping me from you know, drawing closer to you, God, just point it out to me. Psalm 139, the last two verses, Lord, point out in me anything that offends you that's in me. And God, if there's something there, please take it. And so tonight, if you need prayer tonight, I want to pray for you tonight. If you're here tonight and you need to be restored back to the Lord tonight, I want to pray for restoration. If you want to come back to the Lord in your heart. Some of us are saved, but we need to come back to the Lord in our hearts. 
and you want to come tonight, I want to pray for you tonight. If you're here tonight and you you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the only way to come to God is through Jesus, and you have to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And tonight, if you're without a church home and you say, Pastor, I've heard the word, and I want to be part of this church, amen, uh, you can come. We'll give you the right hand of fellowship. You can come tonight. Amen. If anybody needs prayer, we'll pray for you tonight. Amen. Whatever it is, no weapons formed against us shall prosper. Uh, we are, we are, we will not be denied. We may be delayed, but we will not be denied. Whatever God has already written for us is written. Okay? So, when distractions come, we could either respond and say, forget it, it's over, or we can hunker down and trust God.